0: This is the Devil's Devil's State of of Mind mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the the Hockey hockey Podcast Podcast. Podcast. Network. Now here's here's your host, 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 Neil Neil Villapiano. Villapiano. And what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, and your number one source, Neil Piano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, right here, as always, on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your undefeated in the preseason so far, New Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode, and thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You always know that I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate all of your guys' supports. And as always, a shout-out to our three sponsors below. First and foremost, we got SeatGeek. If you want to get $20 off your first purchase and getting the best possible seats for the best possible price out there for any sporting event or even concert event as well, make sure to use my promo code Devil State OF MIND to get 20% off your purchase. And also, as always, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. And guys, right now there is so much going on. Major League Baseball playoffs is about to get underway. The NFL season is in full swing. Same thing with college football. As we know, we are now less than two weeks away from the start of the NHL season. And with all of that and so much more going on, You already know the DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one destination to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. So while you're there, make sure to sign up. Use our promo code THPN. And don't forget to tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And lastly, but certainly not least, shout out to Horn to Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils, and also the official wine sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And if you want some of the best tasting wine out there, I'm being serious, guys. And also, it's Devil Steam, so it's the perfect gift for the Devils fan in your life. Make sure to use my promo code DevilSTATE to get 10% off all of your orders. Again, promo code Devil's State. So shout out to all of our sponsors here sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network and the Devil's State of Mind podcast. We are continuing to roll here, guys, here in the preseason. Devils came away with a couple of close. But nonetheless, victories as they have now moved at the time of this recording to 4-0 on the preseason. They have really, really looked solid, found different ways to win games. And there are definitely some guys that I'm definitely keeping my eye on. So we're going to recap the two games against the Rangers and then the Flyers. We're also going to quickly look at the next round of cuts the Devils had. They cut 13 players from their camp Fun fact, a bunch of them are going down to the Utica Comets Camp, which actually opens up today, October 2nd, 2023, and then I'm going to give you four observations that I have seen so far through training camp, some guys that have really caught my eye. So, as always, Devils fans, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devils State of Mind Podcast, so let's not waste any more time and get rolling! So we'll jump right into the action here with our first topic. We are going to quickly go over the last two Devils preseason games on Thursday and then Saturday of last week. We'll start with the game on Thursday night at Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers. The first time both teams have faced off against one another since Game 7 of last year's first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the Devils went into MSG and came away with a close 3-2 to win to get themselves already their third win of the preseason. And really, again, that Toffoli to Jack Hughes connection, along with obviously Jesper Bratt as well, that entire line continues to be so good throughout this preseason. You know, Hughes has gotten a couple points. Tyler Toffoli got the first goal in this game. Jesper Bratt added a goal as well in this game. And that is the line that right now I would be so ecstatic to have to start this season. And I, and I hope that they continue to have this success and that it translates into the regular season and they continue to roll. As I mentioned before, Tyler Toffoli even mentioned that Jack Hughes by far is the best player that he has ever played with. And you could definitely see how the chemistry is already rolling. And like I mentioned before, Tyler Toffoli on a spin-around goal off of the stick, through the legs of and gave the Devils the 1-0 lead with seconds to go in that first period. While the Rangers were able to kind of dominate, I would say, a good majority of the rest of that game, the Devils goaltending with Akira Schmid and then eventually Eric Shulgrin, I thought was really solid. Bratt actually ended up giving the Devils the lead back at 2-1 to just seconds into the third period, and Michael McLeod got his second goal of the preseason when he added the empty netter. And the funny thing about that is that the Rangers ended up scoring a goal when they were down 3-1 to that made it 3-2. to So funny enough, Michael McLeod's empty net goal turned out to be the game winner, and the Devils were able to find a way to get the dub. And like I mentioned, both Akira Schmid and Eric Chalgrin were really good in net. Akira Schmid finished stopping all 21 shots that he faced, while Chalgrin did give up a goal, on the first shot that he saw after coming in halfway through the game, and yes, he did give up a second goal as well, I thought he made some really good saves. I really feel more confident watching him play since this preseason gone away. It kind of gives me a little bit of that confidence that we do have more depth in the goaltending position, especially as a third goaltender, if we need him to come up. Again, there is the most likely possibility that Shogren going to start the year down, in Utica with the Comets, but this is clearly a guy who's still relatively young that could come in and play some games if we need him to do so. And I actually am gaining a lot of confidence from that. So overall, I think a really solid win for the Devils as they move to 3-0 in the preseason. Some of the you know main guys definitely playing well. Simone Nemich had himself a really good game. The pass that he made to Toffoli that eventually led to that goal was just a beautiful pass. And then Nemec just seconds after that first goal had an empty net, but a great diving glove save by Shostakovich denied Nemec of what would have been his second goal of the preseason. But he has really, really played well. And that's a guy that I think we're probably going to talk about a little bit more in detail later on this episode. But again, good win for the Devils. They win this one 3-2 at the Garden and move to 3-0 in the preseason. So now we shift over to Saturday night's game. Again, another road game, this time traveling to Philadelphia for the second battle of the preseason against the Philadelphia Flyers. And same score, a little bit different of the way the Devils won it, but nonetheless, they came away with a 3 2 win, this time in overtime, thanks to a wicked wrist shot off a nice feed from Dawson Mercer. And the goal was by Eric Halla, who ended up getting the game winning goal in overtime. So the couple of things that stood out to me in this game. First and foremost, penalty kill was really good. Three for three in this one. So the penalty kill, I feel like, and again, it is preseason. And I understand that, you know, there's only so much. You have to take a lot of things with a grain of salt. And not all of your top guys are playing. But nonetheless, I felt like the penalty kill so far through these um, this preseason has gotten a lot better. Once again, The Timo Meyer, Nico Heischer, and Alexander Holtz line was very good. Alexander Holtz getting himself his second goal of the preseason gave the Devils the 2-1 lead. And both Meyer and Heischer got assists on that goal. And I have to be honest with you guys. The more that this line continues to play, the more I want to see them be together when the regular season starts. And I know a lot of people out there will say, well, that's a disservice to put then Dawson Mercer per se on that third line. I don't think it's a disservice at all. As a matter of fact, I think it just makes the top nine that much stronger. Because if you have a third line of Andre Pilat, Eric Halla, and Dawson Mercer, I think that could create a lot of a lot of offense as well, and making that top nine really really tough to beat. And honestly, I was reading an article from Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com, and he was he was writing about how uh, Timo Meyer and Nico Heischer are taking Alexander Holtz under their wing. Uh, under his under their wing for holtz and i think that that's so important because i think holtz needs to be given every possibility out there to really flourish, and he has done that so far. It's one of the only lines that has yet to be broken up in this preseason, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of Holtz with uh, Nico and and Timo uh, together because I think that could form a very, very talented scoring uh, first or even second line, however you want to put it. Uh, But again, Holtz got himself a goal. Curtis Lazar got himself a goal his first of the preseason. Nice feed from Tice Thompson, who I actually think has had a pretty good camp, and again, somebody else we may talk about a little bit more. And like I mentioned, Eric Hall got the game winner in overtime as the Devils came away with their fourth win of the preseason as they remain perfect. They are now 4-0 0 through 4 games. Uh, Vitek Vanacek actually played the entire game and he played very well as he stopped 29 of 31 shots that he faced and the Devils goaltending in general with Vitek, with Akira Schmid, with Eric Shalgren, um, and obviously, I would say I pro I would say um, Keith Kincaid, but obviously he's hurt, so he hasn't been able to play very much. But nonetheless, I think those three guys I mentioned first have really been good so far in this preseason, and it gives me even more confidence in them that they can translate this over into the regular season and get this Devils team off on the right foot. So yeah, again with the win, three two win in overtime in the city of brotherly love, Devils beating the Flyers second time in this preseason. They are now 4-0 on the preseason, and now they get ready for, if you guys are listening to this on Monday, tonight's game against the New York Islanders. They'll look to try to move to 5-0, and your boy is going to be in attendance for this one, my first Devils game of the season. And even though it is preseason, I'm still excited to finally be back at the Rock. First time since Game 3 of the second round against the Carolina Hurricanes. Really looking forward to what should be a fun night, and hopefully the Devils can continue to roll on here in what has been so far a very dominant preseason. Now I'm going a little bit against you know chronological order, but nonetheless, I do want to obviously talk about and that is the Devils. Prior to Saturday night's game against the Flyers, they did make their second round of cuts as they cut 13 different players and did put one player on waivers as well. So, again, looking here on the screen, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, the Devils made 13 cuts. So they sent forwards Philip Angeris, TJ Friedman, Joe Gambardella, Timur Ibrahimov, Xavier Perrot, and Ryan Schmeltzer, as they cut them, and all of them, I think, are going to be going to Utica. Colin Felix, Will McKinnon, Robbie Russo, and Topias Velan were the defensemen cut, and then in terms of the goaltending, the only one that was let go, or not like I didn't even like to say let go, was Tyler Witherspoon. Um, he was uh, he was uh, sent. He was actually put on waivers, um, and then he cleared waivers and ended up. With uh, and is going to be in Utica Comets uh, training camp, which is actually which is kind of what I expected, honestly. And then Josh Filmon ended up getting sent back to his um, to his uh, WHL team, Swift Current Broncos, as he was cut. So the Devils currently have forty two players remaining at training camp: twenty three forwards, twelve defensemen and seven goalies. So I would probably imagine, since we are now into the first week of October and hockey season really is right around the corner now as we are finally into the month of October, that there's a good chance after the game against the Islanders you'll probably see more cuts. I I think that that will most likely be the case um, moving forward. And I did forget to mention that Camp Squires, who was one of, if not the first player cut at this year's camp, Already has himself a couple goals playing down with his junior team. Um, and, you know, that's great to see. I mean, this is, again, another one of those guys that uh, you could think maybe is a sneaky player that the Devils were able to find later in the draft. He was a fourth-round pick, um, really somebody that you want to keep around. He was a fourth-round pick in this past year's draft by New Jersey. But, again, nothing really surprising so far. And I will say, and everybody I'm sure would agree that, the cuts that we're most interested in seeing are going to be after probably the last preseason game next week. What are, what are we going to see, or, or at the end of this week, you know, what is the roster going to look like? You know, we're a little bit more than a week away from the first game of the regular season against, you know, Detroit at home. And you're really kind of keeping your eye on some guys, like I mentioned, Alexander Holtz, Tyce Thompson, Graham Clark, Nolan Foote, Simone Nemich, guys like that who are definitely fringe on the verge of either making the roster or getting cut and starting the year in Utica or wherever. Um, But so far, with 15 players cut, nothing really surprising so far. Tyler Witherspoon, um, I will give him a quick shout out because he has really helped Simone Nemitz throughout training camp up until this point, of really helping him continue to be competent and continue to make plays and kind of be a security blanket. And now you got to see Nemich play on the power play. Luke Hughes was actually the quarterback of the other one. And that's kind of an exciting thing to see as well, that Nemich is getting a lot of those opportunities. So I'm really curious to see how he continues to progress. How many more opportunities is he going to get? Same thing could be said for all the other guys that I mentioned. But again, in terms of the cuts, nothing so far, but we are getting closer and closer getting down to that final roster. We will continue to keep our eye on guys as we continue to go through this preseason. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So lastly here on this episode, I wanted to quickly give you guys four observations. Yes, four observations. And ironically, because we played four games, uh, of things that I've seen so far from certain guys at training camp who have really caught my eye. And the first one is somebody that's been talked about a lot, and that is Tyler Toffoli. Uh Obviously, again, Tofoli brought over from Calgary in a trade for Yeager or Govich, which, by the way, shout out to Devils general manager Tom Fitzgerald, who actually sent uh, a bouquet of flowers and a card to Sharangovich, wishing him nothing but the best in Calgary and also thanking him for his time in New Jersey. That right there shows you how not only great of a general manager Tommy Fitz is, but also how great of a person he is as well and just creating that phenomenal culture in New Jersey. So shout out to Tommy Fitz for that. But again, Toffoli coming over, and obviously there were a lot of questions as to where was Toffoli going to fit, what type of chemistry was he going to have, and so far, as we mentioned earlier in this episode, he has developed tremendous chemistry with Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. That line, similar to the um, Holtz, Heischer and Timo line uh, has been very successful. Again, like I mentioned, Timo Meyer has a goal. Um, excuse me, Tyler Toffoli has a goal. Jack Hughes has a couple of goals and a couple of points. Jesper Brad has himself a goal. All of them have played particularly well so far through the times that they've been able to play during this preseason. And I'm really ecstatic to see how this can progress. And I do also want to mention that um, Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com did write an article talking to Tyler Toffoli's father. And saying that really the game plan for Toffoli this year is to have another great season, really help this Devils team take the next step, and then sign long-term in New Jersey. Now, is that going to be a little bit difficult? It might be, especially when you're trying to eventually lock down Dawson Mercer, and you know you got, you got to worry about Luke Hughes and other guys like that. But I think it's important... And also good to hear that Toffoli already feels that this is a place he wants to be moving forward, especially knowing that Toffoli's obviously towards you know closer to the end of his career than really being on the younger half, and he wants to try to see if he can help this team win a a cup or two while he's in New Jersey. And again, I'm, I'm really excited about Tyler Toffoli. I've mentioned before numerous times about how, in my opinion, I think he's going to be an X factor for this team. And so far, he has played really well in this preseason, developing really good chemistry, and hopefully it can translate to a lot of success once the regular season gets underway. So the second guy I wanted to talk about a little bit is, again, we got to talk about Alexander Holtz who has really come into this preseason with a lot more confidence, a lot more speed, and really just showcasing his skills a lot more. He's got himself a couple of goals through some of the games that he has played. And just like, again, mentioning with Toffoli, Holtz has developed really good chemistry with Nico Heischer and Timo Meyer. And, and again, Timo and Nico both said they've kind of taken Holtz under their wing and helping this young player continue to develop and get better. And you can see the way that Holtz is talking interviews. He's smiling a lot more. He's a lot more relaxed. He feels very good about his game. And, Lindy Roth and Tom Fitzgerald have both recognized this throughout training camp. And right now, I definitely believe that Holtz is the front runner to get that uh, last forward uh, training camp spot or uh, final roster spot. I think for a lot of people, it's a question of where would Holtz start the year off. I have said before, especially seeing the chemistry that Holtz has already had with Nico and Timo, that I think you got to start the year off with Holtz playing on one of those top lines with Nico Kiescher and Timo Meyer. Have Dawson Mercer play down on the third line winger position with Holla and Palat, and I think you got yourself a really talented and very deep top nine. Um, because I think also for Holtz's development into becoming that talented top goal scorer that everybody was projected that he would be when he was drafted three years ago, You got to play him in those positions. You got to get him on the power play. Got to let him do all this stuff. And, you know, just before Eric Hollis scored uh, the game winner in overtime against Philadelphia on Saturday, Alexander Holtz put on a pretty impressive, you know, just you know, individual showcase where he nearly was able to get a wraparound goal by himself. He was get, doing a great job of setting up his team. He just looks a lot more confident out there, and I'm hoping that he gets a couple more games in, and I'd like to see him get a couple of more goals and really just continue to make plays, not just in the offensive zone, but also he's definitely improved, and I want to see more of him uh, the way he's been playing in the defensive zone being more responsible. Because if he's doing both very well, that just makes it that much easier for Um, Lindy Ruff to to pencil him into the lineup as much as possible. So definitely want to see more of that. Holtz once again catching my eye here so far in training camp. Third guy I want to talk about here is, again, another one of those guys that we all knew we were we're going to keep our eye on throughout training camp, and that is, of course, Simone Nemich, who Nemich has had a goal so far. He's had a couple opportunities to score more than one goal. He's been the quarterback of a power play. He's had a lot of ice time, and honestly, he's been very responsible in both ends of the ice, and his setup ability has been really good. So I think overall, Nemich is really making that, Uh, maybe to some people that um, not expected push to make that final roster spot. And again, the devils do have some veteran guys that a lot of people expect more likely would end up getting those roles like Brendan Smith and obviously bringing in Colin Miller. It would make things a little bit difficult in terms of the roster and how it's all shaped out. If Nimitz continues to play this way and the devils feel that he's ready again, Tom Fitzgerald said, while it's very unlikely that Nemitz makes the team, if, he, if they feel and if he shows that he is ready to take that next step and play in the NHL full-time, then the Devils are going to do it. So... That could make things difficult in terms of, you know, the roster in terms of the forward core as well, because then it's like, oh, you're going to carry an extra defenseman? Are you going to carry an extra forward? Like, how are we going to go about this? And obviously, you don't want to think about it right now because nothing has happened. And, you know, obviously Nemec could, you know, really struggle from this point on, although I don't think that's going to happen and then eventually gets sent down to Utica? I don't know. He might continue to play well, and the Devils still end up sending him down to Utica. We don't know. But so far, this looks like a very, 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 very confident young player that we have on the back end. And seeing him and Luke Hughes, respectively, quarterbacking power plays just shows the level of confidence that Lindy Ruff and his staff have in both of those young players. And even though Lindy Ruff is hesitant to play a lot of young guys on the back end, it might give the Devils the best chance to win and have the most success in terms of not only offense, but also on the defensive end as well. So, Samoa Nemec really making a push here, and uh, I'm still getting used to that number 17. I, I feel like him wearing five looked a lot cooler in my opinion, but, you know, hey, he wanted to move to 17. I think that was his old number playing back in Slovakia, uh, actually. And so... You know, let's see how he continues to progress here. And I I don't think it's the end of the world if he ends up playing down in Utica. That just means he ends up being one of the better defensemen overall in the AHL, and he has another big-time year with Utica. So, you know, I don't think you could really go wrong here, but I'm loving so far what I've seen from Simone Nemich, and I hope he continues it here and continues to make that push to try to get a surprising roster spot for this upcoming season. And last but certainly not least, want to mention a guy that coming into training camp Nobody really talked about him, but since training camp has gone underway and he's played a couple of preseason games, he has actually held his own pretty well. And that is Tyce Thompson. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you see here a picture of Tyce Thompson on the right, and then his old and then his brother, the very much more known Tage Thompson. I think people forget that Tyce Thompson is Tage Thompson's brother. Um, there's a fun fact in case you didn't know that. Um, do we all wish that Tyce Thompson could be like his brother? Of course, but Tice Thompson is definitely a different type of player. He brings a lot of speed. I think his passing is pretty solid. He definitely put on some weight in the offseason so that he can you know, withstand a lot more of those physical plays. He actually got himself a pretty nice assist on the Curtis Lazar goal on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think overall, he came in with the attitude that he wanted to make an impression. And, you know, does he end up being the guy that ends up making this team out of training camp? I think it's unlikely, but you never know. It's possible Tyce Thompson from this point on could just go absolutely, you know, go crazy and just dominate and have a couple of really big games. I think he's going to play almost in every single preseason game that he can because I think that's important for. I think that's important for him in his development, Um, but if not, I'm sure he'll get another opportunity, a pretty high opportunity in Utica. He's coming off a pretty good year where I think he ended up with 26 to like 30 points last year. Um, This is a kid that could be a guy that maybe we use, you know, in a bottom six role later in the year to kind of give us a little bit of that speed and a little bit more of a different look against certain teams, but... Overall, I think he's actually held his own in preseason. I think he's come in very determined and very, you know, motivated to try to showcase himself to this Devils organization. And look, not every prospect is going to end up making your team. Um, You know, sometimes it just, that's just how it goes, especially with how deep the Devils team is at this point, especially in the forward core. But nonetheless, he's a guy that I think has definitely earned himself as many opportunities as possible. He's been that good in practice and he has showcased it a bunch Uh, in preseason. And, uh, you know, we'll see how many more opportunities he gets here as, again, we get closer and closer to the final cuts and we have our roster set. And, again, guys, we are 12 days away, 12 days away from the start of the 2023-24 season. Got a couple more preseason games to go here, but nonetheless, man, just so excited for this season to get underway. And we'll see how the boys continue to roll here in this preseason.